0: Guys, thanks so much for joining us on another edition of the BCLE Season 2. Today we have an amazing group of strong, powerful women. They are the owners and the founders of game-changing films, Amy McDaniel and Jesse Sheldon. Stops by the show. I first met Amy years ago on Slam Ball if you remember full-contact basketball on trampolines. She was also a badass for Pepperdine Women's Basketball. But we met on uh, Slam Ball, and then a few years later, we worked on Coach Carter choreographing the basketball scenes in that epic movie. And then a few years later, Jesse Moore, who's now Jesse Sheldon, joined the crew on the movie Just Right, you may remember, with Common and Queen Latifah. And since then, Game Changing Films has skyrocketed to the top of Hollywood as the go-to company to choreograph, coordinate, and bring sports action to life, You will love the story of Amy and Jesse coming together, having trust and faith in themselves, and starting Game Changing Films. Here we go. Guys, thank you for joining us on the Be Contagious Leadership Experience. You must have nothing to do, which is why you are tuning in, but I'm so happy. I've got two amazing women who are business owners, who are badasses, but they're also my very dear friend we have today amy mcdaniel and jesse sheldon which is still very hard for me because i knew jesse when she was jesse Moore. they are the the head the leaders the the business aficionados of game-changing films who i have the benefit of and um of just being a part of it and being all these different projects but i want them to come on ladies how we doing
1: doing
0: great. Wow. I can sense the excitement in every single one of you.
1: Quarantine wave 17?
0: Yes. By the way, if you're listening to this in the year 2035, uh, we have been quarantined for now a lot of days because of this virus that is named after a beer, a corona. So, anyways, Amy, I'll go with you first. Amy, um, you know, just go ahead. Tell our audience members... How much of a badass you really are?
2: <laughs> I don't know if that's the case, um, but I did uh, I did start off. I played basketball at Pepperdine University way back when, um, and uh, I've always had a passion for sports, always enjoyed it, and um, graduated, didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, so that's many people, and then fell into uh, being a receptionist for the TV show Boy Meets World, Again, way back in the day, and decided that I did like the production part of it, enjoyed it, uh, fell into the other side where I met you, Slam Ball, yes. popular TV show, back on Spike TV, um, lasted two seasons, but I think still travels in China, or
0: they do. Australia,
2: I don't Hopefully know. Not Maybe either. not now, not now, is not, no, but uh Anyway, and then just started developing the love and the passion for sports and entertainment and how they go together and felt my first movie was Miracle, the ice hockey movie. So couldn't have gotten much better start than that. We did Coach Carter together and just thankfully have been able to stay in the business and enjoy it for the last, gosh, I don't even know, 19 years, yes, 20 it's, years, it's <laughs> that
0: years, we won't even say how many years <laughs> it is. But now hold on, Boys Meet World, who was the star in that one?
2: Well, Jesse, do you want to answer that one? Oh, yeah,
0: I think Jesse knows
2: it. Uh, ben Savage was... Uh, ben Savage, Danielle Fischel. Yo, yes. Uh,
0: Ryder yes. Strong.
2: Ryder Strong.
0: Right. First of all, that is a Mr. tremendous Haney, I'm Hollywood in,
2: name. It was... Yes.
0: Now, I have to say, Amy's not doing her due justice. She is currently the assist leader at Pepperdine University. I know someone supposedly broke oh. that, but... Yeah. <laughs> That's another conversation for another day. All right, that's Amy We're going on to Jesse. Yes. Jesse, go tell everybody how you're a badass now.
1: Oh, well, same as Amy. I'm unsure if that's really true, but uh, similar to her that I was a collegiate athlete. I played soccer um, two seasons at Mississippi State University and two at TCU, Texas Christian University. I actually majored in radio, TV, film with a business minor. And, um, but had no idea what I wanted to do other than I graduated, packed up my car and moved to LA and did pretty much the LA story of every job you can think of weighted tables. I coached a private high school soccer team. I worked at Starbucks. I worked in the post-production accounting department at Fox wow. for about two weeks. That's and what then, me. I did end up coming back, but um, so, yeah, I just kind of did it all, and then uh, I started out as an intern in about 2008, beginning of 2008, and immediately fell in love with sports movies, and it's one of those things I say, like, if I had known any idea that something like this existed, I would have immediately signed up, would have started trying to get jobs immediately, but, um, I didn't even know it was something that you could actually do as a profession. And so I started in 2008 and yeah, I've been doing my first movie was tooth fairy with Dwayne Johnson,
0: Uh, the rock,
1: the rock. Yes. It was a very skinny rock. It was like skinny rock time.
0: Um,
1: so yeah, he, uh, it was, it was a great, great time, great experience. And so I just fell in love with the business and here I am now, 12 years later, still doing it.
0: Well, little known fact, the, uh, you know, Dwayne Johnson is known as the rock. I am known as the pebble, I'm <laughs> not as huge as the rock. And you're that my next interviewer. Now, I have to say this because being a horrible host that I am for the Be Contagious Leadership Experience, I forgot to mention what exactly Game Changing Films is. I forgot to mention who you guys are in terms of what you do. So real quickly, Amy, why don't you tell everybody what it is that y'all do?
2: Well, we do basically sports choreography for movies, television, commercials. So that basically means... Uh, We take the script and we break down the sports action, baseball, football, basketball, field hockey, swimming, whatever it is. We break it down and choreograph it to the director's and producer's vision, basically. So the basic way is when we say, hey, do you you guys understand dance choreography? And most people do. They go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So we do that for sports. We make it look realistic. We we make it safe. um, And we try to make it as realistic as we can with the actors involved.
0: Right. And that's and that's awesome. So you guys mentioned, of course, Coach Carter, Tooth Fairy kind of share. Jesse, what are some of the other projects that that a lot of people would know and be able to relate to?
1: Oh, gosh, I'm always terrible about this. I think of the I usually have to look it up on IMDb. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Dang it. Um, Okay, so let's think. So Tooth Fairy, I mean, it's one of those things that we've done sports movies, but we've also done, like, little sequences of stuff. So, like, we did the big football kickoff scene in Dark Knight Rises. Obviously not a sports movie, but at the same time, we cast over 80 football players for that and uh, worked out the choreography for that for very specific. Obviously with the kickoff, choreography has to be very specific. Cameras were going in and out. We had giant hills on the field where people were falling into them. Right. Uh, it was very intense, <laughs> you know. And then you got Bane coming on the field, so you know it, that was something very, very specific. But then we've also done uh, rugby, which um, Amy has definitely has some expertise in, yes. and uh, including Invictus as well as uh, an up-and-coming film, Nomads, The Nomads. Um, that Amy is a producer on (laughs) and we had the privilege of, of learning a lot. I didn't really know too much about rugby. And so that's part of the fun too, is like trying to figure out and really dive into specific sports. And, you know, you know the basics, but to really kind of try to get the nuance and try to understand the sport so you can try to make people proud of, of that particular sport. Right. Um, And I know I I answered any of your questions. I think I mentioned two movies. (laughs) that's right. uh um, i've been trying to stall <laughs> uh, you know honestly amy has worked on a lot more <laughs> movies than i have wait well, you guys
2: the ball off uncle drew uncle drew yes uncle my pro um invincible Mm-hmm. Um, we did the TV show Ballers, which I think a lot of people probably know. We're doing All American right now, which we're very, very proud of.
0: Huge um, show, right? Number one in Netflix right now.
2: It's yes, and we've uh, the creators of that have been very um, kind to us because they've allowed us to really delve into the football and actually tell the story through the football, which has been very rewarding, I think for both sides. Mm -hmm. But I think for us, it's just to actually be involved literally at the table reads and to understand um, what each director wants. And that's different from movies where a movie you can work with somebody for three or four months. Here you get a different director every episode. So we have to stay as consistent as possible. But we we've been very lucky that they've given us a voice in that room, which has been uh, great.
0: Talk about, you know, I mean, there it, it is very intricate. You know, I think a lot of people, when I share some of the work that I've done, I know that some of the work that you guys have done, it's more like, and like you said, Amy, it's like, I didn't know that even existed. But talk about a little about the details in terms of the casting, um, in terms of like when you get a script of what, like how do you come up with the play that fits the storyline with it?
2: Right, that's one of, I think, one of the few facts that people don't know when you watch a sports movie, hopefully you're not sitting there going, Oh, that was planned. I knew you could tell that hit was coming or that shot. We always call the save by the bell moment where you have the actor starting to shoot and they cut away and just go right to the basket. You're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so our goal from early on has always been, um, and just a lover of stories. I think that's where we all came in from as well is yes, we came from sports backgrounds but we love to tell stories, and it's very fortunate that sports stories, usually nine times out of ten, are uplifting. They're David versus Goliath. They're the little guy that could. There's something with you that can carry you and just get you just excited, and it's always something that we enjoy to do. So once you kind of get into that realm, when we get a script, yes, we break it down. So we go from very basic to how many teams there are, how many plays we think, how many doubles we might need. Where's the actor? Do we need to train the actor? So there's a bunch of stuff that goes into it, but we basically um, have our vision. So if, for example, on um, longest yard or one that we did together, you know, and it just said, um, Hey, uh, the guard scored a touchdown. Okay. Well, what does that mean? (laughs) So we really break it down and go, well, who does score it? You know, was it, um, you know, not the warden, but who, whoever scored it and why do they score it and who do they hit in the mouth on the way there? So we really hearken back to what the script actually says and try to bring that into a play to get the storylines to continue through. Cause the one thing that we've learned, and again, you, you fail, <laughs> we've all failed, um, in order to realize what does work and what doesn't work. Um, it's, it's not recreating the wheel. So in terms of storytelling, you don't want the audience to sit there and go, Oh my God, if I wanted to watch a football game, I could have really put on, you know, the Dallas Cowboys. I could have watched that game instead. What you want to do, don't laugh at the Dallas Cowboys. They will be back one day. Um, what you want them to do, the audience, is to feel the character story points within that action, because you want them to score that touchdown. You want them to hit the home run, or you want them to strike out that guy. You know, as Kevin Costner's on that mound, knowing his arm shot, you want him to throw that pitch. So good storytelling is the way, I mean, hopefully the way we do it, is that we want to show the action within the character. So we don't try to overthink it. We actually do, I think, a pretty good job of cutting away action we're like you don't need seven plays i i'm I'm already bored and i love basketball but i you know coach carter some of the games are like oh my god you can't show 15 plays they were long the audience (laughs) you know and then it's it's and then it depends on who's on the sideline like another again coach carter samuel jackson's your star Mm -hmm. so you have to cut back there a lot so what do you give him what dialogue is he saying how does how is he reacting to the play So there's a lot more that goes into it than just saying, oh, they score a touchdown or they make a basket.
0: Right, right. And I mean, those are the different details. You're right. You have to go through the script. You have to go backwards in the script to read the script, see where the character is, make the play. So and you're right. And think of how a director would shoot it in different ways. And You're able to learn that way. Um, Jesse, talk about the casting part. Talk about how important it is (laughs) in terms of the 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 athletes that that we're trying to get. Um, because we're asking them to do a lot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's usually one of the first things that we do is we start recruiting um, wherever we're filming. So if we're filming in Atlanta, Georgia, or Los Angeles, or wherever, um, our staff starts reaching out to local colleges, local schools. Um, They cannot be currently playing NCAA sports in that particular sport. So we often find uh, either people that aren't continuing their you know sports careers in college or they've graduated college and are done with their eligibility. And so we try, depending on the level of sport, whether let's just say football, for example, sometimes we're looking for high school football players. That's obviously kind of a different look than if we were casting an NFL film. So we start kind of reaching out, out to the colleges and high schools and different things and trying to do the same spiel, trying to tell them what we're what we're looking for and why we're looking for it and and you know what kind of commitment and some some people kind of get it and they usually pass on the word and uh, we'll hold a big casting call and an actual on-field tryout. And it gives us a chance to evaluate these athletes. And, um, you know, I'll be honest, sometimes it has nothing to do with their actual ability. We've completely cut some of the best players out there sometimes, either because of attitude. That's usually the number one reason. And then sometimes it's just, Hey, you're not right for this role but we think about them for later on for another project and they may be right for that. Um, you know, again, if we're casting a high school football movie and you're six, 300 pounds, <laughs> probably not going to work for this, but the next NFL job that we get, you're a first call. So, uh, you know, the casting part of it is huge because these are people that we are going to be spending 12 to 14 hours a day with. So we have to like you as a person, number one, because it's a long <laughs> day and it's a lot of time and it's a lot of personalities just like you're building a team just like you would um you know for a regular sport and there's a lot of like I said a lot of personalities and you also have to learn how to take direction and that's the biggest probably the biggest thing take direction from our staff from the director um to keep everybody safe Mm -hmm. and uh and you you just want to be around people that you can have a good time with and you can make something special with, because for the most part, everybody's going to remember this, this moment, this, this, uh, you know, experience for the rest of their life. And they can, you know, they can never get that taken away from them. And it's something that we have players that come back for multiple projects just because they love to do it. It's not because of the money. They're (laughs) not getting, Um, but you know, they'll follow us all over the country just going on to the next project and just, you know, and and it's, we become a family and it's really, it's something it's the casting part of it is one of my favorite, favorite things.
0: Now I think you touched on a great point. I mean, it really is like a team atmosphere. That's the first part. I think the second Mm -hmm. part, the attitude, how someone comes to work, just like we have a lot of coaches who, who listen or watch this podcast. And they're always trying to find different ways. Like attitude is a huge part on how you act, how you portray yourself, everything with it. And, of course, you know, doing the job, you know, getting there on time. I know that we've been around um, some of our uh, athletes who show up late and like you got to go. Can't can't be late um, with anything else. So, Amy, talking about that, like how have you found because you both of you played college sports, but in terms of how are you leading? I mean, you're, you're facing a lot of different things. You're leading athletes. You're also mm-hmm. in many ways leading and helping direct um, the people involved filming it um, as well too, because shooting sports action is different. So what are some things that you go in there when you talk to the players and talk to the production crew on how this is gonna be able to move forward? <laughs>
2: Well, I I think well such a great question, Hernando. You're getting good at this. Um, I think.
0: Oh my <laughs> gosh, you have not listened to other podcasts. I can see.
2: <laughs> no, no, I haven't. Uh, no, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding. Um, no, I think part of that is coming from a team sport. I think coming from a team sport um, allows you to be open um, to different roles. And I was very fortunate that I had a really great um, high school coach who coached me last year in uh, at Pepperdine and really understood the team concept. I mean, honestly, I was a five, six point guard, slow. I was average at best and he got the best out of everybody. And that was because of the team concept, I realized. I couldn't get an assist if somebody else couldn't hit the shot, Mm. if they couldn't get open, if they weren't working off screens. So I came from a point guard mentality, which I think just allows myself to, A, I think to be a point guard, you're a natural leader um, in just getting everybody to to gather around. So it is to me, and we've done well, me, Jesse, Mike, Skinner, you just, we have, first of all, we've built a great team
1: Mm.
2: that that's always, and to do that, I think you can't have an ego. Right. And you have to realize that you need help and make sure that everybody has their roles. And that's it. We don't there's not an ego amongst us on, on our staff. So that allows us to go into any situation, again, any sport, football, basketball, baseball, and allows us to talk on an athlete level. One, because we've all been there, yeah. uh, be as a coaching level, because we've all coached on a different thing. But see, you have to lead them because this is something new for them. Even the people that travel around the country, there's always a different crew. There's always a different director, there's always different producers, there's always different levels. We've done, you know, 500000 dollars movies up to $50 million movies. Right. I mean, Jesse hasn't, it's been sad, but <laughs> <laughs> we used to. And so within that, there's different just rules and and the stress level and the intensity all kind of shifts with that. And So I think in order to do that, you have to listen to them. One of the things that we do, I think, very well as a staff is allow the athletes to have a voice. Mm. In our business, we are nothing without them. We just can't do it. I just can't go out there and be like, well, I know what I'm doing. Well, if you have no athletes, you can't do anything. So again, coming from that coach perspective, it's getting everybody to rally around and understanding and explaining to them. So as soon as we get a script and as soon as we get a play, we explain why. We just don't go out there and you're the worker bees and you do what we say. Explain to them why. Like, so specifically for us, it's what the scene is, why we're doing it. We'll even tell them, like, who's up in the stands Mm -hmm. and what we're looking for here. And it's the more they feel ownership of it, the more they want to be involved. And the more they understand, the more they listen. Right. And at the same time, giving them that creative kind of um, concept and what we're trying to do, it's also, but there's one voice. There's one voice. Okay. Safety is always our main concern, no matter the sport. And if you have a safety concern, you always come to one of us. There's usually two or three of us on a staff. And again, it's never just you come to me. Right. I'm the end all be all it's you come to one of us. Cause some may feel more comfortable, right? That's just exactly. a natural reaction to people. So I can't just take ownership. If I'm the lead on a particular show and go, everything goes through me. Mm-hmm. No, you gotta allow everybody to have their, own relationships, their own visions. Now they have that. But when we come back together as a group, we all talk about it because we all do have to know what's going on. Why couldn't that guy get that hit? You know, we speak internally so that we can all get on the same page and go back out again. And that's part of leading the directors and the producers. Same thing. I don't need all four of us to go over there to talk to the director producers, but I can lead them, you know, as I say, horse to water <laughs> right? and, and get them there. And then I come back and then as a staff, we all talk again. Hey, here's our next thing. This is what we need to do. Guys. We were a little late there. And usually they, we work so well together. They kind of already know like, Oh yeah, Amy, he came off at of the 10 yard line instead of the five, I'm going to bring him up closer. Great. So we all talk as a staff. So just it's communication, right. it's communication, it's trust. It's not having an ego, and that's basically, to me, that's coaching. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: That's coaching and being an athlete at, at whether it's D1 or D2, whatever level you are. I think if you did it right and you were in it for the right reasons, these are kind of innate abilities that we have. Um, and I think we're very fortunate that, yes, we're all leaders, but with no ego, we're able to to lead together as opposed to just one of us taking charge, if that right. makes sense.
0: No, it makes perfect sense, especially when it comes to coaching, when it comes to the business world. I mean communication. They always talk about how communication is is the key. Uh, what we've found is that, of course, it's it it's not as easy as everyone says it's easy, right? It's mm-hmm. being able to, to tell uh, whether it's an athlete or a director or somebody to do what they're supposed to do. It just it doesn't come easily, and it could be because how we were raised, it could be how we were coached, or or anything else. Jesse, are there a couple things that you know when you um, are working? Uh, with different types of people, director, players, et cetera, when you're trying to get them to, to listen, are there different things that you have done to get their attention, to get their focus, to bring it back to you and what we're trying to accomplish?
1: Absolutely. I mean, again, sports are a collaboration and movies are a collaboration. So I, I think that, like we talked about, different personalities Um, every team has a different personality. It's no, it's no different when we're on set. So some players respond well to yelling. Some players don't. I was not one of those players. I just completely shut down when I got screamed at. It just didn't do any good. And so, you know, you spend enough time with these athletes that you start to get to know them well and you understand what can make them perform at the highest level. And sometimes it's just taking someone aside and saying, Hey, you know, you kind of miss that block or, you know, you're supposed to be up there. Sometimes it's screaming at them. We try not to do that too much, but um, you know, but you know, some people, it's a, it's a big group of people out there. Not only just our athletes, because say we're doing a football film, you've got, hundreds of extras in the stands. And then you've got maybe a hundred and 150 crew members down on the field. And then another 25, 30 football players down there that are all trying to listen and trying to come up with the same goal, but there's very, you have to communicate very quickly. Mm. We don't every, every second is precious and you have to quickly get your, your point across to them. Um, but in the same way that they will perform at their best and not shut down because you can't, just in the same way, for if you're in a game or whatever, we can't just bench them. Right. They know the choreography, they know it. We can't just say, "All right, yeah, you're not, you're just not listening right now. We're, you're done." Um, we just don't have that luxury. We don't have that time. So you have to kind of dial in and and really get to know the players and get to know them, you know, as people and how the best way to to pull out what you need from them.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. I mean, all that stuff is so important because it is. It's just like coaching. It's just like leading a team. I want to switch gears a little bit. You know, Game Changing Films is a female-owned entity, business, et cetera, right? And, and you know, a lot of our listeners are struggling with taking the step to actually do it, whether they want to uh, get out of their comfort zone, whether they want to start a business, whether they want to write a script, whether whatever else it is. What are a few things that you know? Maybe you could share, or caused um, you guys to say, "Listen, we're doing this shit. This is what's happening, and we're doing it." And 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 I think people would love to hear about that.
2: Well, <laughs> I don't. Think everybody should do it how we started our two businesses, which <laughs> um, was well. The catalyst was yes. We were not getting treated very well. Um, by another company so we decided uh we were mad so we decided to go get sushi <laughs> and a few drinks well, later <laughs> sake is um, the more important part of that story <laughs> yeah a lot of sake and a lot of venting to each other um and just and when we kept hearing the same thing from each other as two women in the business i mean i had a few more years on jesse um that you know a few, whatever, let's not give it a name. Um, but (laughs) I heard the same thing. So here's a year, you know, but seriously, here's a smart woman coming out with a degree and 10 is 10 years behind me and is saying the same things. Mm -hmm. So I knew nothing had changed. And so we literally had said, we're going to start our own company. Well, what I learned very quickly with Jesse is when you say that, this son of a bitch will actually go and do it the next day. (laughs) So I kept there was no fear. And then following through, like, that was the thing when you're drunk, everything's a good idea, kind of. But the next day she said, no, here we go. And she was already online to start to find our name. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally. And I was like, what are you doing? We're, we're, we've got stuff to do. And she's like, no, like we're doing this. So, I, I guess it's, it's one thing to get over the fears. That may be a drink or two. I don't know. People get runner's highs. Whatever you're whatever your, – uh, wherever you go to think right. or wherever you go to meditate, wherever you get your best inspiration, go there and then and then continue. You have to push through your fears. And I think being two women, not only in sports is, is one thing, but then being two women in the entertainment industry you're kind of already down on the on the totem pole and so I know I came in with a lot more experience and maybe a few more chips on my shoulder so to speak right and I was I was I was angry and uh Jessie was coming up and that still had the anger but she goes but what can we do so it's always good to have somebody else that kind of gives you that just pushes you yes. I, it could be your could be a parent could be a friend could be Uh, your husband, wife, whomever that is that just kind of just keeps going, go for it, go for it. It doesn't mean going out and spending a lot of money. It doesn't mean going out completely out of your comfort zone, but it means going out and figuring, figuring it out. Mm -hmm. Why am I frustrated? Why am I stuck in this position? And that's the thing I'd been in the business for a while and was still in the same position. Now, part of that was me. It was safe. Mm -hmm. I knew it. It was safe. I was still doing a traveling. I was still kind of enjoying it. And then I was like, but is this what I want to do for the next ten years? I've done it for ten. Do I want to do it for the next ten? And when I looked at myself and I talked to Jesse, she's like, "I want more. <laughs> like I want to go." And I was like, "Okay, okay, let's just." <laughs> <laughs> but we're both very Type A personalities, which I think kind of helped because at least we were kind of organized and we made three-year plans, we made five-year plans, you know. And I think, again, to Jesse's credit, we've stayed pretty close to that. Right. Um, and it's just, it's finding a group of people. So then when she got married, Mike, and we brought in Skinner, you came back to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and and now we start pushing each other and thinking outside the box. So it's surrounding yourself with good people. Again, whomever that is doesn't need necessarily need to be in your business or in your coaching world, mm-hmm. but just people that you can trust and that will continually push you and go and do something. And, and we were very fortunate. Again, this was not where I thought I wanted to be, say, when we started this company seven years ago, but it it is where I want it to be without saying it out loud. And I think, again, Jesse and I have a good partnership in that, that we constantly push each other and support each other in this, in this company. That's, that's, um, women, women run things differently, good or bad, different. It's just, we're different. I think we listen a lot more. We have a lot more empathy. Um, Jesse has has a wonderful boy. Are we allowed to see the part? Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) And another baby on the way. So now that's another thing we need to figure out. And that's, you know, again, women in this industry, we have to figure that out. Mm -hmm. God bless Mike. Mike has to figure it out, too, but I can still send him away for a little bit. You know what I mean? (laughs) In a good way. But that's between them. They've got to talk about that stuff. But so it's just we've constantly have to come up with okay, Jesse's going to be out of commission for six months, at least or whatever, somewhere around there. And it's just like Mm -hmm. oh crap, Mm -hmm. now do I do the books? Is she still going to do that? right?
1: Right. (laughs) That's the
2: part I get scared of. But again, it's us supporting each other. I'm like oh my god, that's amazing. This is we're we're growing the game changing films family.
0: I know you guys were all had sushi. A little saki a little, socky, a little yeah. anger, a little emotion. But I want to backtrack with you a little bit because you said something earlier when you talked about how you got there, how you got to L.A. You said you got in your car and you drove.
1: I did. Okay.
0: Yes. So, again, like that takes like chutzpah, if I was Jewish and I'm not. But like what made you say, I'm going to do this? So I'd love for you to talk on that and then piggyback off what Amy was saying about everything else, how the company started, et cetera.
1: For sure. Um, I would say, honestly, I started out my soccer career and college career at Mississippi state. And then I loved soccer. I loved the experience there. And, but I really wanted to major in film and they didn't have a film program. So I asked for my release and started looking for programs that mainly just had film or all the a sudden I, I wasn't even sure if I wanted to play soccer anymore mm-hmm. fortunately I had a wonderful soccer coach at Mississippi State that encouraged me hey why don't you go ahead and let soccer pay for this right. and keep playing <laughs> um, and so and I ended up at TCU which has a wonderful film program and so it's one of those things that I knew at that point that that's what I wanted to do and I said it out loud and I also kind of felt a little bit of the pressure on myself as well as a little bit of outside pressure but not really but I mm-hmm. felt like I would be letting down my teammates both at TCU and at Mississippi State if I didn't pursue this after I had made this decision and made this choice. Um, and so it was like, okay, well, as soon as I'm done, I'm moving to L.A. And I finished classes on a Friday, and I was packed up ready to go on Monday. So, <laughs> I, you know, it's one of those things. That looking back now, I'm like, oh, that was kind of crazy <laughs> 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 to be 22 again, you know, right. to just – you know, just do it. But it was kind of that same feeling once Amy and I started kind of talking about the concept of game-changing films. It's just take a leap of faith and just jump off that cliff. Assume that, that you're going to be fine. And when you put good people around you that support you and that love you and will be there for you both emotionally and physically and mentally and all of that, then you have that big circle around you you feel like you can do anything. And I think that that was important. I had the support of my family and my friends. And at that point I was like, okay, well, I, I'm just going to do this. This is what we're gonna do. I'll figure it out. I didn't have a job. I didn't have an apartment. I didn't have any of those things. I had somewhere to crash for a little bit for a couple of weeks while I figured things out. And yeah, again, to be 22 again, and to just (laughs) work for it, but that's kind of how you, I feel like you have to do it. And I've tried to continue to, to live my life that way. Uh, my family laughs at me all the time because they're like, you just did it. Like you just did something. You didn't think about it. I'm like, no, no, no. I, I thought about it for a long time. I just finally verbalized it and then did it immediately after I verbalized it. Right. So, um, you know, I think you just, you just kind of have to go for it and, and just hope and pray that, it works out and sometimes it works out differently than what you were hoping for or what you were expecting, but it all ends up working out. Okay. And it's just taking that first step.
0: So talk about both of y'all, please talk about the sort of those managing expectations, which I think we all talk about it, but it's really hard, right? Because we always say, well, whatever happens happens, but we really are hoping for the best the way that we want it to be. Right. So how do both you handle that when it does end up happening for the best? It just at that time, we didn't think it was the best. If that makes sense.
2: Right. I think I think the one thing that, again, Jesse and I do well being type A personalities, we've all been around people that are big idea thinkers Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, I want to own a production company and do fifteen hundred movies cool, cool, cool. Okay. How about we start today? (laughs) Like what? So (laughs) breaking it down, it's what can we do today? How can we get better today? And we check in with each other about, okay. Um, for example, was it two two years, three years ago, two years ago? I can't remember, but I was like, you know what I really want to do? I want to produce, but we didn't have any money, like (laughs) in terms of producing anything we get scripts all the time and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I can't write. So it's all these like negatives. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's just like the one thing that we do well is we support everybody else. Right. If anybody wants to come to us, we've done student films. We've given notes on scripts that we have nothing to do with. Um, we try to help here and there finance other people's movies, you know, just buy 500 bucks here, whatever we can afford, because that's why we're in this industry is because it's creative and we love it. Um, But I flew out to Mike Fox had a friend who didn't even have a script. He literally had a paragraph (laughs) and he goes, I want to make this movie. I'm like, wait, what you want to? um, Okay. So I'm walking him through this process. I'm like, you need a little bit more than that. (laughs) I'm like, you need to go and raise money. You need to go do this. And so I kind of walked this guy who had never done a movie before, had never done a TV show. had Never worked on a film crew, but he was passionate. He was a 28 year old kid who just wanted to go do it. And I was like, of course I'm going to support that. So anyway, we kept talking about it, kept talking about it. And all of a sudden he's like, okay, may I raise hundred thousand dollars? Now what? I'm like, you did what? So then it scared me. I called Jesse. I'm like, holy shit. This guy's like really doing it. What am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. What the hell's going to go? And she's like, calm down, calm, take a breath. She goes, it's a rugby thing, right? You know, rugby, you know, sports, you know, characters, you know, the, and I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. So then it's again, her going, go, go, go do it push yourself out there. I'm like, okay. I'm like, you know, you're going to be, she's like, yep, I'm right here. Me and Mike, (laughs) as soon as you need us, we're right here. I'm like, okay. Okay. So anyway, you know, we go, we go hire a writer. We go. So you talk about learning, producing and it's stuff that we know, but I was just afraid of,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: you know? So it's again, finding someone to just push yourself out there. And it's again, friends, you know, I have another friend who's, who's a producer on some other bigger movies. And I'm like, how do you do this? What do you do? She's like, you have the instincts. Right. You already know it. Don't be afraid. Go do it. Like, pretend like it's a last second shot. You're used to that. Go out there and just, and I'm like, okay. So it's getting yourself mentally prepared again, almost as an athlete. Right. You know the work. You've done it. This is not new to you. You've read probably thousands of scripts. hmm <laughs> You know how it should go. You know, you know, the, you know, anyway, so it was, that was my first producing experience, but I would not have done it had you not have the right people to just continue to push you and go out there and think about it. And then you conquer the fear, mm-hmm. you know? And I, again, we hired the right, we did the right steps. We did the right way, but I was, it, there wasn't a day that I wasn't like, Oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> you know? Cause I was, I was like, I don't know if this is Right. <laughs> Jesse, what do I do? She goes, You know what to do. Just go do it. I'm like, Okay. And then when it came to the rugby, I'm like, Hey, I need you guys, but I can't pay you anything. They said, Okay, great. Show up. We'll be there.
0: (laughs) Now, now this, for everybody who's listening, this is for the movie Nomads, which is getting tremendous reviews. And where can people see this?
2: It's on Amazon Prime.
0: It's on Amazon Prime.
2: free for Prime members. It's only an hour and 37 minutes. You get in, you get out. Perfect. <laughs> it's a feel-good story.
0: I'm going to make my son watch it tonight. Preston, we're going to watch Nomads on Amazon Prime. <laughs> he didn't say anything. I miss him. He's doing homework, everybody. Oh. Conquering fears. <laughs> I love it. I think that's a huge thing. Um, and now, Jesse, talk about, like, how is someone supposed to conquer their fears, right? Like, it, there's one part to say you just have to do it, because that's what I tell everybody. I'm like, you just have to do it. But the reality is they just don't know how to do it. So um, w- w- did you talk yourself into it? I know you had friend support and everything else, but ultimately mm-hmm. it takes that y- yourself to be like, all right, here we go. Let's jump in the pool.
1: Yeah. You have to believe in yourself for sure. But a lot of that does kind of come from that athlete mindset that if you've put in the work, at a certain point, you have to just let that happen. Mm -hmm. So kind of like Amy was talking about, those last-minute shots, you're not thinking about that. You're not thinking about, oh, my gosh, the ball's coming into my hands, and now I have to – okay, do I dribble? Do I put my foot forward? I forget how to shoot. Like you don't – it's just you have done the shot. You have done the work. You have run the suicides. You have done all this stuff leading up to this point to where you don't really have to think about it anymore. Once you're to that point, it's just – let it take over. Mm. Just get out of your own way right. and just <laughs> do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, Cause you see all the time, just we, we all do it sometimes where you're just overthinking things constantly. And that's never going to happen. If you're sitting there and you're just constantly thinking about this last minute shot, you know what? The time's going to run out and ball game's going to be over. Mm. So you can't think about it. You've put in the work. You just have to just take that final shot and, and just, just hope that yeah. it goes. In. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to go going to go.
0: Oh, that's Not awesome. They, no, it's true. I mean, you guys dropped some major nuggets with everything. I got just two more questions for you guys. The first one is where do they find you? How do they get a hold of you? Because, you know, since this is, you know, a top five podcast around the world, I um, mean, your emails <laughs> will be flooded by, um, by people who want to make movies and by eligible bachelors. Sorry, Jesse. You're married. Um, so. Tell us where they could find you, even though I'll put it on the bottom of the screen. Go ahead.
1: Yes. Um, Well, one of the things actually that we took a leap on was uh, we created a, well, we didn't create it. (laughs) We paid some wonderful people to create a uh, casting website for us. And um, you can find that at um, our website, gamechangingfilms.com. And you can create a free profile on there. And that's how we go and we post our casting calls on there. We search for athletes. Um, for different projects. And it's absolutely free. You just sign up, put a couple pictures up there. If you have a video of yourself, you know, playing a sport and then just, yeah, put in all the sports that you're interested in and kind of keep checking it and see if we have casting calls, obviously because of, COVID-19 right now, nothing's going on, (laughs) but we were all geared up. We had about four projects lined up just as (laughs) everything got shut down. So (laughs) it was about to be an extremely busy time, probably almost a little too busy for us. Um, but now we'll, um, we'll hopefully get back at this pretty soon and we can, you know, cast you in a future project.
0: All right. And that's all you guys all have the social media, the Twitter, Instagram, um myspace oh sorry they don't have myspace anymore. Um, all, all of it so you just look up game changing films last question um amy will go with you first amy when they make the amy mcdaniel full feature film and because you're a smart businesswoman it will be on streaming not in the box office who is playing you
2: oh good lord
0: um, oh, we ask the tough questions here. You on the do. I, um, um, yeah. Uh, uh,
2: Blake Lively, of course. Oh, yes. Blake <laughs> Lively.
0: Blake, I know you are a frequent watcher and listener to the <laughs> podcast. I want to let you know you're about to be casted on the Amy McDaniel full featured film. Blake Lively, I love it. Jesse, who are you?
1: Um mainly just cuz I love her and I want to work with her so bad, Jennifer Garner. Oh,
0: you Ooh, know, nice. I'm going to say this publicly. I actually considered sliding into Jennifer Garner's DM and saying, <laughs> "Hey, me amo es <laughs> Hernando, and uh how would you like to go on a date?" And then I was like, "Okay, let's not do that." Anyways. <laughs> so, but no, I love it. Blake Lively, Jennifer Garner. I think those are awesome ladies. I am so Excited and honored that you jumped on, but I am more thankful from my heart. And you know, if I keep talking about this, I will cry because I'm emotional that both you guys are in my life as family, as sisters and everything. I love you guys. Thank you for coming on. And we'll talk to you later. All right.
2: Love you, Hernando.
0: <laughs> How about the amazing leaders at Game Changing films, Amy and Jesse. Make sure you please reach out to them. I tell you, you know, every episode we want to bring amazing, smart, driven people that will go ahead and give you juice for your everyday life. Guys, please do me a favor. Head on over to iTunes, rank us, rate us, give us five stars or zero stars. Either way, your love, your support helps us keep pushing us through don't forget to reach out on all our social media we at instagram twitter tiktok and the website hernandoplanels.com we love hearing from you remember you are a light you are amazing and you have an opportunity to be contagious to yourself and for the people around you i love you guys have a good one